This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. They're going. Hagenola, all day to throw. Crossing right, Najee Harris. Inside the 30, broke a tackle. A hurdle, and the sideline, touchdown. What a catch and run by the guy we just talked about. 42 yards for Najee Harris. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's BetQL Daily from BetQL. Welcome back. It is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, the call there. Najee Harris at Alabama running for a bunch of touchdowns, as he always did. Now he is in the NFL first-round pick of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yesterday we went over the NFC, Joe. Today the AFC. We're looking at position groups on each on different teams that will make or break some win totals. In the next month or so, training camp's going to start. We're going to start locking in on the NFL. And there's always a group on each team. And you say, man, if, that, if it goes well there, if they get good production there or there or help there or there, it could boost whatever you think about the team. And then the opposite. If it stinks, injuries, it blows up, man, that team's in trouble. We hit the NFC yesterday, AFC today. Joe, where do you want to start us off? Uh, well, let's start with Najee Harris. We had the highlight coming back. So let's go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. You mentioned make or break. I would lean break with this team, but we've got to throw our opinions to the side a little bit. Uh, the position group that will probably break the Steelers, I'll say, is the offensive line. That's it. That's, they were the worst graded offensive line in 2020. They were last in the league in rushing, and what did they decide to do? Spend a first-round pick on a running back. That's how you fix the offensive line. That's how you fix the running game, by drafting a running back in their world. I just strongly disagree with that. So I, I don't agree with the process, but if it works out, if they have a middle-of-the-road run game, if there's protection for the immobile Ben Roethlisberger at this stage, Maybe there's something there. That's why it's make or break. You have Marcus Pouncey retiring. Uh, you still have David DeCastro. Fantastic. But he did have the worst year of his career last season. It wouldn't shock me if he bounces back. The problem is everything else. They have one what, was it one or two returning starters. A lot of change there. Now, they need a lot of change, but it doesn't mean it's going to be changed for the good. We'll find out. Uh, let's see. You've got outside of DeCastro. The most important position on the line we know is center. Camp battle? Wait, you're having a camp battle at center? You don't know what you're doing there? Come on. I mean, that's the position outside of quarterback and maybe top and skill position guy that will move the number that people don't notice. Uh, that, that if you have a poor center or if you have an injury at that position, the line is going to end up moving a point or two, and, and that's where we're going. We're going to have at least three new starters on the offensive line, a rookie running back. I disagree with that. I disagree with second round. They drafted a tight end. Like, 
why are we waiting until the third round? This is the biggest problem on the team, and they're waiting until the third round to address the offensive line. They draft a guard out of Illinois, and then they uh, draft a tackle uh, in the fourth round as well. They have a new offensive coordinator, so maybe there will be some change there. Uh, Villanueva is another guy that's gone. They're forever. Uh, they bring in former Pro Bowler Trey Turner. I don't know. Does that get you excited at this stage in his career? But uh, I think it's more break, but I'm going to be fair about it. We haven't seen a game yet. The Steelers' offensive line is a make-or-break position group for them. Yeah, and with that, uh, before I hit my one, and my first one is in the same division, but you know they're not really setting up their next quarterback for success either. The, the Steelers have to find a quarterback after Ben Roethlisberger, right? So let's just play it out. They may have to use next year's first-round pick, which ultimately might be a high one on a quarterback to replace Ben, that's fine. But you know what that means? That means their first pick next year is not on an offensive lineman either. So they're not exactly setting up the future of this franchise the right way. They usually win, though. So, you know, we'll see if they pull it off because they usually find a way to win football games. Another team in that division, Joe, who always finds a way to win football games is the Baltimore Ravens. And they're coming in with a very high projection, win total expectations, all eyes on Lamar Jackson. But I think at some point here, and, and this was the offseason they did it, they recognized, all right, Lamar Jackson is a wonderful runner at the quarterback position. They can win a lot of football games with Lamar Jackson, but if they're going to get over the hump and take down, you know, Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, take down Josh Allen. Now it looks like he's going to be in the playoffs for a while with the Buffalo Bills. They need to throw the ball better because that playoff game against Buffalo last year, I know the wind was crazy and it was just terrible weather up there in Buffalo. If they could throw the ball at all, they probably win that game. Buffalo did not play very well in that game. And yet they Baltimore really had no chance to win the game. They couldn't throw it. And this off season, they improved the weapons. So the Ravens wide receiving core, their weapons, but specifically the wide receiving core, that's where I'm going to as a make or break unit because they improved it, but did they do enough, Joe? They went out and got Sammy Watkins, who I've always liked, but he's always hurt. And it's never like you can count on Sammy Watkins. He's also, I think, a little bit younger than people think. He's been in the NFL a while now, but he came out pretty young. So he's still got time on his side, but he's never been able to really ever put it all together supposed to be a star when he came out of Clemson, went to Buffalo, and yeah. he's had moments. He's had some good moments, but he's never felt to me like he put it together. Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, first-round pick a few years ago. All flashes, right. flashes. Yeah, flashes. got some speed. He could get down the field. And then this year's pick, who I like, Rashad Bateman, the big receiver out of Minnesota, who I, I think, Joe, if the, let's say 2020 never happens, which I know everyone listening to us wishes it probably never happened, but let's pretend never happened. If you play out the NFL draft and just take the players from 2019 and put them in a draft, I, I think Rashad Bateman would have been a higher pick than he was. He went back to Minnesota. I believe he either had COVID or there was COVID issues in his family. He had a, we, he had a tough year. The whole And the whole team was going through yes. that. Yeah. So I, I thought a year ago he might be a top 10 pick, and then he had a tough year, and then he fell. I think there's value there to him. I think he could be a really good NFL wide receiver. I like what the Ravens did. The question is going to be, did they do enough? Because if the answer is yes – Joe, it would not surprise me if we see them in the Super Bowl. That, that's how good the team is. And, and around Lamar with the great running game and line and tight end, but it's these receivers that still have the question mark. So we did this independently, and I, I also thought about um, discussing the Ravens wide receiver group, and I'm glad I didn't because uh, you're all over that. But they're, they're one of those teams that keep attacking the position, but nothing's worked out. So you mentioned free agency. You mentioned Bateman. Also, don't forget last year they, they drafted Duvernay in the third round. Yep. Uh, you mentioned Hollywood Brown. He was a first-round pick back in 2019. One of these guys has to work out. They need to bust out start. If they can find a true number one 
that would put them at a different level. Yeah, and the other thing, and it, it plays into it all, it's at some point does it come back to Lamar? Are, are these guys good and he's just not capable of being a consistent passer and that holds them back? But it's a fascinating team at that position. Joe, where are you going next? You know what else is fascinating? Uh, both of us landed on the same AFC team, but on different position groups. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's great. And I have no idea where you're going. I know where I'm going, but you go first. I want to see if I can sell you on this. Come on now. You've got to go on the offensive side of the ball. You've got the unstoppable combination of Reich and Carson Wentz. So which position group on offense? Is this 2017 again? (laughs) Which position group on offense? I'm going with the receivers. I'm going with the receivers. I I considered offensive line, but I'm thinking receivers. The only true number one. They do have a one. They have T.Y. Hilton. Now, he's not what he once was. He is no longer in his prime, but that's why the position group is the wide receivers. They're going to make or break the Colts. They need to help Wentz out a little bit. So Hilton's no longer what he once was, and this is another team in the AFC that keeps attacking the position, but nothing's working so far. They're not coming through. Uh, This is uh, now the – no, three years already, Zach Pascal. He's been in the league. What's he done? Has he done anything? Nope. Last two years, right around 40 catches, right around 600 yards, five touchdowns each season. Okay, that's nice. That's nice for a third or fourth option, but not as a number two option, which is what they're looking for. Paris Campbell is entering year number three. My God, this guy has 24 catches in two years. What a bust out so far. They also attacked the position with Michael Pittman last year. Early second round pick, the uh, second pick of the second round, going into year two as a rookie, 40 catches, 500 yards, only one touchdown, 38, 39 yards per game between, uh, maybe it's done with Campbell because it's, well, it's been two years, but maybe it's done with Pascal. It's been three years and Pittman, it's been one year. Okay, you keep attacking the position. I respect that because it's a big need, but you got to develop one of these guys into a true two. You do. And Joe, it's ironic because this reminds me of, of Carson Wentz's time in Philadelphia. It was always like they need more help at wide receiver. It's not good enough at wide receiver. And I always question, can he make the receivers better? This is a suspect receiver. crew. I like Pittman. I think Pittman could break out and that could end up being Wentz's guy, big body guy. They can catch a lot of pass from Joe. It's a great one. I'm on the same team, as you mentioned, the Indianapolis Colts. But I'm going to another part of the offense that is protecting Carson Wentz. It is almost like you ever have those things in sports every few years that everyone just repeats the same thing? It's almost like we just, we, we, we're robots and we all say this, this same thing. We all have to think one thing is the truth. Mm-hmm. The Colts have a great offensive line. Carson Wentz will be protected this year. And obviously, it's a good offensive line. I mean, Quentin Nelson is an incredible player. He's probably, Quentin Nelson might already be a Hall of Famer or, or almost there. And he's only been in the league a few years. He's amazing. And I imagine it's going to be an above average to good offensive line. But Joe, I'm not sure. The Colts' offensive line will be great. And, the, and and Wentz and the Eagles had some great offensive lines. I'd say 17 when he first came, you know, first broke out. The last couple of years has deteriorated. But, Joe, the big question is Eric Fisher is their left tackle. Eric Fisher's coming off an Achilles tear in the playoffs. He will not start the season on the field. I'd be shocked if he does. Left tackle could suddenly be a question mark for the Colts. I think there's a path for Carson to bounce back, for the Colts to be good. You mentioned the wide receivers. They got to be good. The running game has got to be great. They got to ask Carson Wentz to do less. Throw 25 times, not 40. Joe, if he's asked to throw the ball 35 times and the receivers aren't great and the offensive line isn't good, I've seen this story. It's not going to end well for them the way they think it is. I'm not sure the Colts offensive line with a question at left tackle is, is still a top two or three line in the league. 
since drafting Quentin Nelson in 2018, they have not drafted an offensive lineman in the top four rounds, the last three drafts. So I think that's a fair point. Are they going to be what they once were a couple of years ago? You're right. We just say it and say it and say it. They have the best offensive line for a couple of years in a row. Now it becomes truth forever. Well, you know, things quick change quickly in this. league. Well, yeah, I'll give you two quick examples. The Eagles the last couple of years, it went yep. from great to it got hurt and banged up. How about the Cowboys? The Cowboys, this is what we're doing with the Colts offensive line, what we did with the Cowboys offensive line for three or four years. They have the best offensive line in the league. And you watch mm-hmm. the games last year and you're like, that's not true anymore. Mm-mm. That thing got old and different fast. I don't think they'll fall to the bottom. I don't think they'll be bad. But if they're average and the receivers are average, I, I, I've seen it. I, I know the story. It's going to be up and down for a team that people think can win the Super Bowl. And that this could derail them from being really good to maybe more average. I think you want to prop that out there. Worst passer rating. Worst QBR. Because I think you'd be all in on Wentz. Oh, every single time. No, no, Tua might get a vote, too. All right, on the other side, we got a lot to do. We got prop shopping. We have nickel or dime. And, of course, some UFC talk next hour. UFC 264 coming up this weekend. This is BetQL Daily. Joe O, Joe G, right here on the BetQL Network.